This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Patterson Program, where you'll learn how to improve your health from the inside out. And now, your host, Clint Patterson. Well, the good part of uh, running a podcast show like this is being able to invite whoever you want onto the episodes, especially friends. And today I've invited back Robin Shooter, who's from Total Empower Health. And she's been on a previous episode and it was a very, very important episode where we went over all the nutritional components of the baseline phase of our program. And she's back today to talk about different things. How are you, Robin? I'm very well, thanks, Clint. Thanks for having me back on the show. Yeah, yeah. We spoke on email about, well, we speak about a lot of different things on email, but one thing that came up was the emotional freedom techniques that you use as a naturopath in your clinic and the results that you've been able to get for people with inflammatory arthritis and other health conditions. So today we're going to talk about that. So for those people who aren't familiar with it, what is it? Emotional freedom techniques or EFT, or these days it's most commonly known as just tapping because it's so much simpler than saying emotional freedom techniques, and it describes the the physical process of it. So what it is is my shorthand for it is it's emotional acupuncture without the needles. And so what we do is just using very gentle fingertip pressure, we tap on these acupuncture points on the face, the body, and the hands, and very, very simply what it does is it induces a relaxation response and when the person is in that relaxation response they're then able to process bodily experiences emotions and thoughts in a very different way to how they would experience those sensations if they were in their usual stress response okay so in the case of say inflammatory arthritis people experience a great deal of pain and as as anyone will be able to recall from their own life experience the context in which we experience pain really affects how how we experience that pain Okay, so say, for example, you are training for a marathon and so you're doing really long, long runs. At some point in time, you're going to experience pain. But because you're training for a marathon, the way that you mentally process that pain is different from how you would experience that pain if someone ran up and thumped you on, on, the, on the thigh or something like that. I mean, just, just to take a pretty crazy example. So when people experience pain as a result of disease, they're going to experience that very much in the context of a stress response. Right, So they wake up in the morning, their feet are so sore that they can't even touch the floor, their knees blown up like a balloon, that they can't, their, their, their hands hurt so much they can't turn on the tap to have a shower. And all of those experiences of pain and stiffness and immobility occur in the context of this stress response, which magnifies the pain and the discomfort. Mm, okay. So when we use tapping... EFT to induce the relaxation response, we can then process those pain signals and the person experiences them in a different way. Okay. So in the example of the marathon runner, they experience the pain in a way that is 
not just tolerated, but actually even welcomed because they feel that that association with that pain is part of a greater picture that they're striving towards. It's purposeful. It's purposeful pain, yes. Mm -hmm. Right. It's it's still pain, but the way that they're, they're thinking about it and feeling about it is very, very different to if that pain had occurred as the result of an accident or, or an assault. Okay. Well, certainly when I was experiencing my pain with rheumatoid and all the things that you described, the getting up, the sore feet, the the turn, try and turn the door handle, all that sort of stuff can completely relate to. The two feelings that came to mind or two emotions for me mostly were frustration and anger. They're closely linked, I believe, because we had a psychologist talk about these things. But Doug Lyle, Doug Lyle, that's right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Doug talked about these on his episode as being very closely aligned. Oh, they're on the same spectrum. Yes, right. And so, would that be reduced using the tapping? Yes, and, and that's a really good segue because aside from doing the tapping on physical experiences like pain or stiffness or immobility, you can also use the tapping process on emotions. So you can use EFT specifically on feeling frustrated, feeling angry, the feelings of, of being let down by your body or let down by perhaps the medical system which isn't giving you answers. Some people even might feel angry at God or the universe or, or just be you know, experience great frustration that they are going through this suffering while other people aren't affected. Not that you want them to have arthritis too, it's just that they're going about their lives and, and sometimes they're doing really self-destructive things. They might be smoking and drinking and eating really badly and here's the person with this with this disease, trying to do their best and still suffering. And so all of those experiences can be processed using EFT. And what happens is that the tapping process interrupts that that self-perpetuating spiral of, you know, I'm in pain, I'm frustrated, I'm angry, I'm thinking all of these serious thoughts about why this happened to me and blah, 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 which then magnifies the pain. Mm-hmm. And also tends to inhibit people from from taking action. So the person who is angry and frustrated and and disappointed that this has happened to them will often get so mired in that spiral that they don't then take action. Like, you know, for example, they might buy your program and then not utilise it because they're just sort of so angry that this has happened and then they're stuck in that. They're going round and round and round in that little cycle rather than saying, okay, this happened, it sucks, it's bad, but I'm going to try something to to change my situation. Okay. All right. It has a huge amount of potential. I actually attended, as you've been talking uh, and I recalled this, there was an author who spoke at an event that I attended. It was a, a wellness and self-help event that was held at the Entertainment Centre in Sydney before it was knocked down. And he was a best-selling author and it was called The Tapping Solution or something like that. I forget the author's name. Is it Nick Hortner? I wouldn't know it if you said it, probably. He got on stage and he had us all stand up and we had to we had to say things as we were tapping certain parts of our body and repeat a mantra. Now, is that also part of it? Yes. So there's a tapping sequence and then there is a particular 
uh, verbiage that goes along with it. So uh, there's certain statements that are made, and it's really in two parts. You name the problem, and you also affirm that despite having that problem or, in fact, even because of having that problem, you're okay. So we call this the setup phrase, and the default setup phrase is, even though I have this, for example, anger and frustration at my at my rheumatoid arthritis, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And so you affirm yeah. what the problem is. And so you're mentally focusing on that. Some people dismiss it. CFT is a distraction technique. They say, oh, you're just doing all these weird things and that distracts you. No, you're actually focusing. You're focusing on the pain. You're focusing on the emotion. You're focusing on the thought. That's not distraction. But in the midst of focusing on that thought, you're generating a relaxation response. And the way that I kind of see it myself is that your brain is so used to having a stress response when you think that thought, having a stress response when you think, I'm disabled, I can't, I can't take a shower, I can't take the lid off my deodorant, you yeah. know, to put it on. I can't drive my kids because my hand won't grip the ceiling too much. Your brain is used to having a stress response every time you run those thoughts through through your mind. So when you instead have those in the midst of a re- in the midst of a relaxation response, it's kind of like your brain goes, huh? This is different. I'm yeah. not used to this. Right. And as a result, your brain's freed up to sort of jump off that track, jump out of that rut that it normally runs down and explore different ways of looking at the situation. And so we call this a cognitive shift, mm-hmm. okay? In cognitive behaviour therapy, the aim is to challenge the person's dysfunctional thinking, to challenge their irrational thoughts or beliefs until they achieve a cognitive shift, a different way of looking at it. Well, in EFT, we get that cognitive shift, but we go in through a different doorway. We go in mostly through the emotions that are associated with the belief. And while CBT is, is, is very effective and very well studied, I have found that a fairly large proportion of my clients who've done cognitive behaviour therapy in the past found that it fell fairly flat for them. It, it just didn't address their emotions. And so for these people, and my thinking about this is that they are what is known in psychology as highly sensitive people. They have a highly sensitive temperament. So they experience their emotions more intensely than the average Joe, okay? Yeah. It's not that they have different emotions. It's just that they're more easily triggered and their emotional experience is stronger. And it also tends to somatize more. So it's a physical, it's much, a much more physical experience for highly sensitive people. And for them, emotional freedom technique is more direct and more effective than CBT, in my experience and my client's experience. Okay. And by the way, a lot of, I would say most people with an autoimmune disease, again, this is my observation, they all seem to have a highly sensitive temperament. Right. So I think so. I'm trying yeah. to fascinating area of future research, but that's just my observation. Yeah, yeah. I think when you become on edge, you know, it's like if the radio of pain is going on at full ball the whole time and you just want to switch that that radio of pain off and you cannot, then you do tend to become agitated and short. And so, you know, that's that's what's going to happen. Now, we've been talking some general stuff and overview stuff. Give us some specifics. You and I have had a mutual client and I have not heard how this particular patient has gone of yours, but other than you telling me on email that you have had a wonderful breakthrough for this person. 
Yes. So this is actually quite a young girl, a, a delightful girl, uh, really smart and incredibly talented and creative. And she was just crippled with, with juvenile inflammatory arthritis and was in a very, very bad place emotionally. And of course, that made it very difficult for her mother too because this this kid, and you can totally understand it, if you wake up in pain, you're not going to be a happy camper. You're not going to say, good morning, mum, and have a big smile on your face. You're going to be um, impatient. You're, you're going to be frustrated with people. And so that I, I was doing tapping with her and she was actually not even in the country at the time. She was, um, she was overseas. And so we did all our sessions via, via Skype. Okay. And... Her mother was very, very keen to learn the technique too and, and practice it with her daughter in between sessions. Mm -hmm. And so we initially began with, with just focusing the tapping on her pain and on the stiffness and she was in a lot of pain. And bringing that down to a manageable, tolerable level for her then enabled us to, to start delving into some of the what I would say would be underlying factors. So you and I both know that there are very well-researched, very clear physical drivers of rheumatoid arthritis and other autoimmune diseases for that matter. We know that there's gut dysfunction. We know that so many people's RA is triggered by anti chronic antibiotic use. Absolutely. Your Absolutely. And, and, there, you know, and there are various other triggers. Real trigger, physical, measurable triggers. Absolutely. But, but there are also psychological factors that affect a person's predisposition to developing illness. And in, in the case of this little girl, there have been a number of fairly traumatic incidents that had happened when she was younger. And EFT can also be directed at, at reprocessing those traumatic experiences and really neutralizing the trauma around them. So that's that's what we then went to after working on the pain. And of course, there were other emotional factors that were contributing to her situation, like being away from her home and her dog, whom she adores, and yeah. her family and her friends, and not having yeah. been able to go to school for so long because she was wheelchair bound and on her back, flat, you know, flat on her back in bed. So we worked through all of that. And anyway, she, she's back home now. And when I last spoke to her, it, it was just like a completely different child. Like her whole face had transformed. And she got up, you know, on Skype, she got up out of her wheelchair and showed me how she could walk, you know, across the room and back again. And it was, I was in tears. Her mum yeah, was that, in tears. That's sort of stuff you live for as a, as a practitioner, I imagine. It also made the diet easier to do for her. Yeah. Because that's another area where EFT can be very helpful is when people have either, this wasn't the case for this little girl, but it certainly has been with other clients that I've worked with, where they have very strong, you might call them emotional attachments, perhaps even addictions yeah. to certain foods, which are clearly doing their, them harm and are definitely not part of the passive program. <laughs> and their sense of resentment that they have to give up their cheese yeah. or their dessert 
or their whatever it is, like their sense that, oh, why do I have to do this? Mm. You know, why can't I eat ice cream? My husband eats ice cream. My best friend eats ice cream. My kids eat ice cream. They're fine. Oh, Lord, why me? So that resentment and anger is a highly, what I like to call a tappable issue, okay? Oh, right. yep. So you can direct the tapping process at that and, again, as their intensity level comes down, by the end of a tapping sequence, they're usually going, oh, you know what, I think I can live without ice cream after all. <laughs> it can be great. Quick. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah in, in other cases, people obviously sometimes get bored with the diet or they miss certain foods, and, yeah. and the tapping process can be directed at that. Okay, so there's a couple of different applications then. It, it's uh, be really, really suitable if people are currently on the Patterson program and they're looking for a way of feeling renewed enthusiasm. That would be one way yes. if, they're, if they're a little bit feeling like, you know, exa another example that comes up quite a lot is, yeah, the results are great, but I'm not able to eat out at restaurants with my friends. And that often, you know, in the early stages, because at a later stage we work through that issue because they work out that they can eat certain foods at some restaurants and you can go to those particular places. But that's certainly a good one. And then the pain itself. So we've got two. So we've got those tappable issues of the pain itself. Pain itself we've got yep. the, the emotional trauma that may have been a predisposition or a precursor to getting the disease. And then we've got people yep, yes. and yes. trying to adhere to uh, healing disciplines. Okay. Exactly, which which does fairly severely disrupt people's social lives. It, it, it has to be said. I mean, most socializing is carried out around bad food yeah. and, and alcohol. Let's kill ourselves together. Afraid, which is sad. Um, sad reflection on our society, you know. Um, but but that that is the reality, and it, and it's very very challenging for yeah. many people to to prioritize their health, their physical health eating for health and doing their, their their yoga and their exercise to prioritise that above fitting in, conforming and, and socialising. It is challenging. Yeah, no doubt about that. So I know, of course, the, uh, the individual that you mentioned before, the young girl and her mum, we were in a great deal of communication around the same time that you were involved with her. And I know that she was just so extraordinarily grateful for what you did and the way that you helped her daughter. And uh, she, you know, wrote a whole post within our support forum about how wonderful that was and your services. So anyone listening or watching this, I highly encourage you to reach out to Robin. Uh, we'll put uh, your contact details in the show notes and the transcription of this episode. But just mention them again for us now so that we have it on the uh, video as well. Great. So my practice is Empower Total Health and the website is empowertotalhealth.com.au. I am in Australia, so don't forget the AU. But I do work with, with international clients, you know, using the wonders of a, a video conferencing technology like Skype. So I'm really happy to help with anyone who's, who's struggling with this. And the other thing that I would like to say about EFT is that it is it was developed as a self-help technique. So the whole idea with this is that I teach people how to use it for themselves. And I just thought of another application for it besides the ones that you, you know, very nicely summarised, which is that, as we both know, people are more, uh, once people have their autoimmune disease under control, there's still a risk of, of flares if they become very, very stressed. 
because acute stress can destabilize the gut microbiome mm-hmm. and it can also cause people to revert to old, let's say, bad habits that they might have done before. Yeah, some people stress eat, some people will drink too much alcohol when they're stressed. So, so stress can cause a flare through various means. And having EFT in your toolbox means that you, you have this really powerful tool for moderating your own stress level, for for altering your response to stress. So it's a lifelong skill. And that's what's so gratifying about teaching it to kids. Because I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, no one taught me how to manage my emotions constructively. No one taught me how to how to deal with frustration or anger or disappointment it was kind yeah. of like you know well don't cry what good will crying do you it's like well that's helpful <laughs> but if someone yeah. put these tools in my hands i can yeah. think of quite a few experiences that i went through as a kid and a teenager and, and in my earlier adult life that probably wouldn't have been as bad that's right <laughs> no, that's that's right. I was watching, you know, we talked about trying to handle these things um, when you're little and then it's a tool for lifetime. I was watching over here, there's a show called Daniel Tiger and it's the kids TV show and Angelina, our three-year-old, she likes watching it and it's got, it deals with emotions a lot and, and he's a little tiger and uh, there's a little song that comes on when he starts to get upset because someone takes his ball or something and the song comes on and it says, when you feel so bad and you want to roar, take a deep breath and count to four. And it's just really, really cute. And so if she's starting to get a little angry, I say I start singing the song. And it's a very basic example of of a pattern interrupt, isn't it? Just interrupt that pattern. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. A little bit of levity, a bit of humor, and of course, song and rhyme, which really speak to the human brain, especially the child's brain. So that's that's brilliant. I love it. That's EFT for a three-year-old at that level. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) And Little kids, little ones can totally learn to use EFT. I've heard anecdotes of, of one toddler teaching another toddler EFT. That's you know, because awesome. first toddler's parents were tappers and they were tapping on the little one. So I, I've heard of little eighteen months olds, you know, reaching over and tapping on their friend when their friend was having a bit of a bit of a nice. patty because someone had knocked over their blocks or whatever. So it's it's real. Anyone can learn to use this. Doesn't take long to to get the basic technique. Mm-hmm. Mastery, all that takes longer, like mastery of anything takes longer, but it's really accessible to everyone. Is there a very, very basic first stage one that you could just walk us through now on any particular topic? I mean, can you think of one that could only just take a, a few few moments for us to go through together? Sure. Why don't we, just going back to what you said before about those primary emotions that you yeah, express, sure. which I think are universal, yeah. frustration. Anger. anger yeah and so yeah let, let's do it you want to do one do you want, want me to walk it through with you sure yeah you okay. can you can like any pig you can okay. be my demo okay. obviously for you those experiences are in the past so it's not going to you, you probably won't notice much difference that's fine i think the mechanics of it is what i'd like everyone to get a feeling for so um 
We start by tapping on what's called the, the karate chop point or side of hand, which is just on the side of your hand where yeah. you would... Uh, oh, two fingers? Two, two fingers? Yes, two yeah. fingers are the opposite hand. I'm a right-hander, mm-hmm. so I just naturally gravitate toward those two fingers of the right hand on my left. Mm-hmm. If you're a lefty, you're probably going to find it more comfortable to do it the opposite way. So just experiment with both and see what works for you. So you tap lightly here. And we usually run through the setup phrase three times. So I'll use a fairly simple setup phrase. One thing I will do, though, just to, again, make this demonstration more powerful for those who want to follow along, is can you remember when you were experiencing that intense frustration and anger? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember if there was any part of your body that tended that where you tended to feel that feeling? Yeah, I would say like just right across my forehead, like I was just really wanting to just blow my top. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So almost like a constricting band across the yeah. the, the, the yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's great. That's gold. Um, adding the, the physical sensation to the setup phrase really makes a difference. So I'm going to say, I'm going to feed that back to you. You repeat after me and keep tapping. So even though. Even though I have this frustration and anger, I had this frustration and anger across my forehead, across my forehead. And it feels like I want to, what was the exact phrase you used? Feels like I want to blow my, blow my my top off. Yeah. yeah, And it feels like I want to blow my top. And it feels like I want to blow my top. I deeply and completely, I deeply and completely. Love and accept myself. Love and accept myself. And all of my feelings. And all of my feelings. Let's do that two more times. So even though I have this anger and frustration. Even though I have this anger and frustration. All across my forehead. All across my forehead. And And feels like I want to blow my top. (laughs) I I deeply. And completely. I deeply and completely love myself love, and all my feelings. Love and accept the accept part is important. Love, love and accept and myself accept and my all my feelings. Beautiful. One more time. Even though. Even though. I had this frustration. I had this frustration. In my forehead. In my forehead. Feels like I want to blow my top. And made me feel like I want to blow my top. I deeply and completely. I deeply and completely love and accept myself, love and accept myself and all my feelings and all of my feelings. Brilliant. Now, first two fingers, eyebrow point, right where the hair of the eyebrow begins on the brow bone. So you want to feel that brow bone. Okay. Mm-hmm. A little bit, a little, little smidge lower. Yeah, right on, right oh, yeah. on the eyebrow. Oh, 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 on, on the eyebrow. So mm-hmm. That's the, on the eyebrow itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So repeat after me. This frustration in my forehead. This frustration in my forehead. Now, side of your eye, right on the outer corner of the eye socket. That's it. Nice. All of this anger across my forehead. All of this anger across my forehead. And under your eye, just uh, right on the very edge of the eye socket bone. Nice. It feels like I want to blow my top. Feels like I want to blow my top. Below your nose. Uh, just one hand. All this frustration pent up in my forehead. All this frustration pent up in my forehead. 
and then the chin points, the indentation in the chin. Nice. Okay. I just feel so frustrated. I just feel so frustrated. Next one's the collarbone point. It's just under the collarbone where it meets the breastbone. Okay, so there's a little hollow. Sorry, my scarf's in the way, but if you can just feel that little that little um, hollow place underneath the collarbone, so below the bump where your oh, collarbone yeah. and your breastbone meet. Yep, okay, so under there. All of this frustration. All of this frustration. In my forehead. In my forehead. Okay, and then under the arm. Now, for ladies, this one's going to be about halfway up the bra strap. But Clint, I presume you're not wearing a bra today, no, so you're today. going to be about, uh, yeah. about somewhere between five and ten centimeters below the armpit on the side of the body. You actually do both sides at once if it's comfortable oh. to reach across to. Oh, yeah, yeah. like reaching. Obviously, people people who've got sore shoulders might need to modify this, but yeah. um, like all this frustration. All this frustration. Makes me feel like I want to blow my top. Makes me feel like I want to blow my top. And on the top of the head, right on the crown, so just in the middle yep. there, I feel so frustrated. I feel so frustrated. Okay. Now, just take a slow breath, a real belly breath. So in through the nose and side out through the mouth. And that's one round of tapping. So... Okay. Again, this this is not so much a current issue for you, but tell me what what you're noticing in in your body. Um, kind of a tingle and a warmth throughout my sort of surface of my skin. Um, yes. Yeah. So I feel that. Um, I certainly uh, like. I'm not as tuned in and focused about our conversation. I'm more. I feel like. I feel like we're not recording and we're just you know hanging out. You know. So I've <laughs> yeah. I've lost the sort of acuteness of my attention towards what we're actually doing. And I'm just in my own body and, and just sort of feeling. And I, uh, you know, it's hard to explain, but I feel like I have more like a, a broad sort of feeling to my vision ahead of me, as opposed to any kind of particular, uh, focus. Yeah. I just feel nice and, and calm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the relaxation response. When you right. really think about what the relaxation response is, well, let's look at the opposite, which is the stress response. When people are in the stress response, they their prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain that's able to process lots of complex information at, at one time and, and, and come up with sensible decisions, that part of the brain is almost disabled by the stress response because the stress response gears us to, to take almost like a reflex action and if you think about the historical origins of the stress response, it's the you know primitive human out on the savanna in Africa, out of the corner of their eye, notices big furry beasts, sharp teeth, you know, <laughs> big claws yeah. running towards them, and they go ah. And then you go into the fear, fight, flight response, right? You're not going to stand there and go, "What species is that? Is that male, female?" How fast do you reckon that's running to orbit? None of that's happening. <laughs> your your brain just goes, "Oi, stupid, move." Right? And off you go. And so when people go into the stress response, that breadth of thinking and that creativity, that sort of openness is shut down. So that's what we turn back on again when, when we get into the relaxation response with tapping. Yeah. It's very powerful. Yeah. That's why so many people use it, not not just for the, the, what we've discussed today, but even for 
unlocking creativity uh, for, I use it a lot when, when I'm procrastinating. I'm, I'm doing my honours degree at the moment and, and I'm writing my thesis and there are times when I just go, and I seize up and the, the juices stop flowing and that's when I'll start tapping just, just yeah. to get myself back in that relaxation response and, and free everything up. So good. Fantastic. Nice. Yeah, and I can only imagine that the, the feeling would be even more powerful if I was to repeat it in the three phases that you actually use, you know? So, but already I just feel very, very calm. And, you know, I think you're right when I've noticed that when I particularly get those feelings of frustration and anger, I'm quite often focused on one particular thing with a very laser beam focus. So it's not to do with my health. It might be something else. The kids can really push us sometimes, you know, especially Angelina. So what can happen is that we can like one particular behavior that's being repeated over and over can really, it's like the whole world is just that one behavior and it can be very, very, and and it is the opposite. When I'm not thinking, you know, my response to you was, I'm not really thinking about anything. I'm kind of just broad feeling. It's ideal, isn't it? Mm. In that state, new ideas come to you and new perceptions of that behaviour come to you. So, for example, rather than getting triggered by it, when you're in that relaxation response, you can kind of see that behaviour as that child is signalling a need or it's a developmental stage that they're going through and it calls on a particular response to you like if you made a particular response it would help them now when you're really triggered you can't see it that way like you're just seeing a child who's driving you completely around the trees when parents use eft on their own response to children they can get out of that triggered state and yeah. and switch into this place where they go okay so what's really happening here yeah. and what would the best response be? And then when they teach their kids to use tapping as well, rather than the kid having a big fit because something happened and they didn't expect it or whatever, yeah. they've got this tool that they can use to process their own. Okay. All right. Great. Well, I think we've done well. We've learnt about emotional freedom techniques and tapping and then you've given us uh, lots of different ways in which they can be applied and we've done a demonstration and I've been through the process and I feel blissed out and happy as a result. You're really chilled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, thank you very much. And, um, of course, you know, just personally, if, uh, you know, if, if I was in a position of pain, you know, I like a lot of our listeners, I would highly encourage they reach out to you just so people are aware. Robin is 100% on board as a plant-based practitioner herself, teaches plant-based nutrition. And in fact, we're going to have you back soon on yet another episode where we'll talk all about the gut digestion and go into stuff that is probably the most favorite topic of mine, which is all about what's going on, what causes this disease. And and, and it's going to be a fun discussion. I'm really looking forward to that, the, the, the whole gut brain and a gut immune system connection is an endless source of fascination to me too. Yes, so that'll be fun, but let's save that for another time. So for now, thank you very much, Robin, and I will put your contact details within the transcription of this episode on our website. Thank you, Clint. Always a pleasure talking to you. You've been listening to The Patterson Program. For more information, visit pattersonprogram.com.